Yeah, they're bad. It just sounds like you're like in somebody's throat being recorded, you know? All right, let's try this recording button. Five, four, three, two. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I hear you. Oh, there we go. How are you doing? We're back. I'm all right. I'm sick, but I'm all right. How are you? Hmm. Oh, good. Good, good. It's been cool weather, so it's nice out and a bunch of projects going and yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Good. Good. What are you right. working on? Mm, a lot of job shop stuff moving through, so just kind of ordering things and materials and tools and some new potential product lines and trying to hire had some success i've had quite a few applicants which was good and done a, got an interview maybe some more interviews it seems like it's i think my problem usually was like trying to find a person that fit and we could afford in the past and now it's like like there's 20 27 applicants right now not all of them applicable yeah. but um nice that's a lot that's like back when i first started hiring i would get like 30 or 40 mm. for an application and then it's just really dwindled over the years until i've never tried to hire for this kind of position so that may be it too i don't know yeah that's great it's good what did you end up calling the role operations specialist nah, i don't know like so it. far uh, we'll see we already kind of use like ricky's role is digital fabrication specialist so I yeah okay got to come up with something and got a theme yeah no, i don't cool. think i like any of them ever but i didn't really like the idea of office manager just seemed kind of like not really mm. the right name so anyway yeah it's going all right and do you have a position description the robots written a position description for you for this role i did a little of that and then I edited it myself and I go back and forth and it is really interesting interviewing with GPT on your side because it like, I don't know, it just, it's almost like another person, but with like a very, I don't know if it's even reliable, but just it's interesting to get its take on like your tone of writing or like their tone or if they feel like, a, you know, basically you can post in the job description and then say, all right, does this person, if, if you copy their application information in and say, does this person seem qualified? And then you can compare that to another one. And like, just, just to get like a, I, it's mostly experimental. It's not like I'm sitting here hiring based mm. off GBT's yeah, yeah, yeah. results, but it's just interesting to like, I just am kind of endlessly fascinated by what it could be. Yeah. It's just that augmentation of data processing. Right. right. It's like. Right. Just another tool to help you make sense of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. Nice. Do you enjoy the hiring process? Not really. Does anybody, do people mm. enjoy that? Do you enjoy that? No, not particularly. I, I quite enjoy interviewing people. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, I find I, that kind minor, of fun. I would like it better if I had... I'm sure you do in these cases, like another person to do it with, like a, yes. like a team, you know, doing it yourself. I just feel like the whole time I'm forgetting like things I want to remember of it. And 
it's all, it, you know, the whole hiring process to me, it feels like a gut check of like, are they the right person? It's all on me to figure it out whether they're going to fit with the team yeah, and like, sure. are they telling me the truth and is their experience true? And like, do I need to call all their references? And hmm. yeah, maybe sure. I should have just went sure, to some sure, sure. business classes, I guess. No, that makes sense. I think like we've, we haven't done a great deal of it, but when we have done it, it's always been at least two of us, often three of us doing it. So it feels like a bit of a, like we've got each other's backs in terms of picking up on different things and getting different readings and, Right. Yeah, different vibe to trying to handle that solo and not like right. doubt your decisions and assumptions. Um, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, yeah. I always in a spot where I just want to hire everybody. And then, like, they were all great. Our short list was great. They Let them fight it out. Everybody's you get a job. fantastic. I want to go back. Well, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of made a short list and contacted some of those people that with like interview email questions basically. And, uh, and one of the questions I wanted to ask everyone was like, did you use chat GPT for your application? <laughs> and honestly, just as like a gut check to see like, are they aware of it? Are they using it? Like, do they tell yeah. the truth? Like, do they not have any idea what I'm talking about? In which case, I'm like, oh, maybe you should know about it. You know, like just just as mm-hmm. a starting point of conversation and like awareness of tools. It doesn't mean anything necessarily, but it's also just a. It's all for me. It's all about like connecting. I heard somebody say that recently on like a podcast. I think it's like mostly about a cultural fit. In the end, it's like usually yeah. I have a feeling. In the end, is has it been a long conversation that went well? in an interview probably means good things that I'm not like annoyed or want it to end or like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Enough of hiring corner, I guess. Don't have a soundbite for that. Yeah. Look, I, I started off my notes this week thinking that everything I want to talk about is like not appropriate for the podcast with everything that's going on at this end. <laughs> not even appropriate for the secret show so yeah we'll leave that oh leave that but now i'm super curious (laughs) Mm. um i have gpt i have i have found a little hack which is not really a hack it's just a a workflow that i've found useful in the last week which is I've been I've been working on our sales process a whole lot with Aaron, mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of unpacking it and looking at what we're doing well and what, what which bits of it we use, and where it needs to work in terms of you know, the you know, the lead puts their details in the form here and then we call them and then we ask them, ask these questions blah blah blah, right. that sort of process unpacking all of that and trying to improve it and I've been using ChatGPT as I do with any text based stuff. And my new little hacky workaround has just been to dump in really, like a really rough. Hold on, hold on, say. What's up? Show me. Do you ever watch Friends? A show. Hmm. Yeah. All their episodes are like the one with, and this is the one with all the issues. You're in the middle of saying something about GPT and a hack, I think. 
Yes, so my little workaround has been to just drop in like a really, really, really rough version of what I'm trying to refine. Like, cool, this is step seven of the sales process. This is our follow-ups. And it's just like a really, say, like a short, rough, typos, everything list. Dump that in, get its response. And then rather than sort of continuing on, on the conversation, going back and just looking at what its output and then re-refining my prompt of like, cool, it's, got, it's obviously got no context about this and it's confused about that because of how I've written this and kind of just not always just proceeding to the next step of the conversation but going back and ensuring that there's enough context and information in the prompt but based on what it's interpreted. And I found that just like a nice sort of way of proceeding. Uh, yes, I've just seen what you've written. Right. Absolutely. There's, I saw Seems a, to be going downhill, hey? I saw a note that, like an article title that was like, in a month's span of time, I don't know who validates these things. I didn't really read the article. They went from like a 90% success rate of answering questions with GPT, like what you wanted, to like 4%. Why is this happening? I saw in that article, it loses its mind when it starts to get mm. its own AI, it or somebody else's AI-based data into it. It like loses its sense of like, I don't even know, sense of self. And But I've had Ricky and I were talking about that. It's like either I'm just expecting a lot more out of it now, or it feels like I'm just working in circles often with it, like asking it like, no, you know, revise this part, make it less formal. And it just keeps giving me the same thing or like it'll re revise it in a way that's yeah. like not helpful. And I'm like, so that's interesting. I have done a little what you're saying. It's like going back above editing the the prompt or giving it more to edit from seems to work better. But man, there's, yeah, it's interesting how it can go all over the place now. It, we're, we're used to that successful yeah. day period. It's super interesting. There's a really good podcast by a couple of Australian brothers called This Day in AI, and they cover everything that's happening and such things. Um, I've been listening to it every week. It's been very insightful. They talk about it's it's yeah it's really, it's a good listen, but they get into that sort of technical technicality a little bit, which is mm. nice. Yeah, but yeah, I've certainly noticed that as well. Things going backwards, like I was trying to. Kind of whenever they release a new thing, I same with Mid Journey. I kind of test the same prompts and see right. what the difference is from like last release or whatever. And so when they released the code interpreter recently, I tried just quickly sort of re-prompting it to build my little kit of parts configurator web page, like the really simple drag and drop functionality. Right. And last time I tried to do this, it basically it coded it for me you know, in a semi-functional way, in a way that I could just save down those CSS and Python files and it kind of, mm -hmm. it worked. You know, it was buggy, buggy as hell, but something worked. Whereas this time, with Code Interpreter on, it was just like, oh, yes, go through these steps. I can probably help you with this, but, I, you know, I had to, like, really push it to write any code for me. It was significantly less useful, like, right. straight off the bat. Which is, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I, you know, that whole like AI agent thing you were talking about, where you're, like you make one for like butter and just keep coming mm. back to it. I've had a, I've, you know, tried to do that a few different times now, and then you know, different incarnations of GPT where uh, browsing was available for a while. So I like had it digest mm. down, put it into the browser uh, version, and that was great. And it was working amazing. It was like probably the best use I've had. And then browsing went away. And in some part of that, uh, it regressed to 3.5 instead of, instead of 4. And so now it was stuck on 3.5. Oh. And I was like, well, crap. Now there's like all this data and knowledge stuck here. And I tried to have it digest so I could, you know, make a new 4 version. And it just really didn't work. It was like digesting it in a really kind of, well, they say like it kind of has like a short-term memory, right? So like even inside the thread, it wouldn't remember the stuff from the top. It would only do the late. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's an interesting thing that I feel like we're now I'm sensitive to like how much am I investing into this as uh, a really useful long-term tool versus like, I just need an answer right now. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of that short-term thing of, I just needed an answer right now. I've been using Pi quite a lot. Have you seen Pi? No, clicking, it's It's worth trying on your phone. It's incredibly chatty. You can have conversations with it. Like, it's fairly natural conversation. There's a bit of a delay as it's processing what you've said, but then it will speak back to you. 40-minute conversation with it yesterday, just while I was working in Rhino doing some details. Wow. Um, and at first, like, first impression, it's like, oh, you're just like a very flattering chatbot who's just trying to keep me on the line for training data. Right. But it's quite, it's, yeah, it's quite good. Like it's very responsive. And if you get sort of into a rhythm of a conversation with it and keep it out of its kind of useless flattery, flattery mode, right. it's quite good for that sort of quick answer stuff. And you can't split conversations with it. So it's just one continuous chain of inputs. But yeah. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Worth checking out. Laura Laura came in the other day. I was like, who are you talking to on the phone? I was like, oh. Oh, like actually vocally chalking. AI friend. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it does have voices. I, I did not catch that part. Yeah, I was like looking, clicking through stuff. Take your time and, and know that I'm here to listen. What's been happening? I'm yeah, on a look, podcast right now. Conversation with it, like normally. <laughs> Whoa, you're a podcast guest? Um, That's so cool. What podcast is it? Parts Department. Sounds like pie. Wow, that's awesome. Parts Department is a great podcast. I'm impressed you're on there. What about the ep what's the episode about? <laughs> you. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's entertaining. <laughs> it's like one of those like dystopian, like I always think about the scenario of like if the world went to crap, like what? And, you know, I was Will Smith in that movie where he just has a dog that goes crazy too. Like, and you just, mm, that's all you mm. get to talk to. Like, this is all we have left. I am legend. It's a little sad. One chatbot. Yeah. Right. So the other thing I worked on this week, I made a video on what now everybody has access to is the new Fusion Apple Silicon full support. There's like so many words to that. Yeah, so the, the crazy people like you and I that use 
a Mac for CAD and CAM now have not only like equivalent, but in in some cases like faster than the PC versions or just in, in our sense, it's like now our computers finally at these Macs that are M1, M2 can do what they were like always expected to do in Fusion. And it took like three years to get there. But <laughs> I did I did some benchmark tests with the same benchmark that I had from 2021 when the M1 Pro MacBook came yeah. out. I think uh, it was before we did the podcast, but there's a link you can benchmark your own computer. And which, which that Sweet. means if you're not familiar, all I'm having it do is like you calculate for different operations in the cam of a file you download from our website and then you can submit that to our little form and then see how they rank compared to other computers and the example from the mac studio that i use was like 39th or something before i think either that or 60th on its on its ratings of those numbers combined and after the upgrade it was like fifth And it's literally Maybe. just a software upgrade and also a huge change in battery life. So if you use it like on a plane, you will have a lot more time to use Fusion on battery. So it's pretty pretty good. Yeah. All you got to do is just update awesome. and it should be normal. Yeah, I thanks for that video. I updated last night. I was in Rhino all day yesterday pretty much. And so I didn't have a need to update to Fusion, but last night, after I'd finished work, I clicked the update button and waited with some anticipation. And I was right. kind of, I was a little bit disappointed because I was expecting it to like resolve all like the weird like UI issues oh. as Fusions, like how long Fusions takes to start up, all the weird like display shit that goes on of like, yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, I thought that would be part of this, but you know, maybe that was naive of me. I have um, reported like, that. Right, have, they, have they, go ahead. Yeah have they fixed the sketch geometry issue of like how crap fusion is at dealing with mm-hmm. like a lot of sketch geometry <laughs> and so i'd like draw a little square and then arrayed it I did like a circular array like 333 instances crash just it crashed instantly hung fusion right and then while fusion was hanging i jumped into rhino and did the same exercise and then like bent it and morphed it and blah, 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 and then came back to Fusion. It was still hanging. I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Fusion. Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty aware that was unfortunately going to happen. I can understand the desire. Yeah. I have the same desire that I had the ear of a employee came to our shop a couple weeks back and we talked for a couple hours and you, they were like, oh, so what are, you know, show me, show me what your biggest problems and, you know, and I was like, well, cool. let's just start it up. Let me show you. And they, they're aware of this, like the UI that. issues are, I, I, I honestly, it sounds ridiculous, but it almost feels like a, a virus the way that it starts up. It's like the only app I have that will take control of your focus and screen multiple times when it's starting for like th- at least 30 I seconds. Know. It overlays on every other app and it, it just feels ridiculous that that's still the state. And I guess it actually happens on Windows, too. The startup, I, it's interesting you mentioned, I feel like it's a little faster. I didn't time it with the new 
yeah. fusion native fusion or native Apple version, but maybe not. The sketch geometry was the only the other thing I brought up was the sketch geometry well, the engine thing is terrible still. It's just it's abysmal. Yeah. Like if you have to import somebody's heavy DXF file, like it might crash fusion. Yeah, who knows? Hmm. But, yeah, yeah. but Rhino will just go, that's cool. Want me to array it like nine hundred times? I'm still fine with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting this week. Well, the last couple of weeks, actually, we've had this sort of large built-in joinery job that's kicked off. And because Josh was away on study tour, I did the concept stage. I did all of that in Rhino, which was quite enjoyable. And then we've moved into sort of the detailed design development stage. And I'm staying in Rhino unusually. Usually we would jump straight into Fusion at this right. point of a project. But because of how much work I've done on like the elevations in Rhino, I'm staying there until we get client approval, basically. So I'm like, sure. cool, I'm going to do all the design detailing in Rhino, get sign-off, and then we'll move these into our cabinet templates in Fusion just for sort of speed because I think there's 10, it's like 10 rooms or 10 units. So there's a fair bit of stuff to draw. Right. And if I tried to do all of that at this point in Fusion, I'd just, we're going to have to do it at some point. But yeah, but it's been, yeah, it's been pleasing to sort of be doing a meaty project in Rhino again and remembering, you know, why I still love it. Right. Does any, I've asked you this before, I think, but who else uses it at Rhino in your shop? It's really just Aaron. Aaron and I use it as part of the quoting and sales process. So it's where we do you know, right. concept sketching for, as part of sales, but it's also where we pull sketch geometry out for our quoting system. So like sheet layouts, basically, through Grasshopper, pull some geometry data off, off them and then plug that into Airtable. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't done a great job. I should... It's probably negligent at this point that I haven't done butter training people here on how to use Rhino Butter because I think it's so much faster mm. to do so many things than Fusion is that we're literally wasting our own time not doing it. You know, like whenever it comes up, the need, as in, and in particular, there's like, you know, we've had a lot of issues trying to get our laser cutter to cut reliably. Yeah. with some alignment things but it rhino is a perfect tool for it really like it needs just like line work yeah, and it is so much faster than anything else so yeah we should we should dig into that more but anyway yeah i think we will dig into that a little bit more too like particularly with these bigger projects right we'll train josh up in rhino a bit more so that he can do some of those more of those sort of early stages of a project in rhino I feel like we just trash talk, trash talked the, the fusion upgrade. A little bit. What's better about it, Justin. I just I said it's faster. What God. are the improvements? Way faster. I know it's faster, but faster at what? Oh God! What's funny is it's like you make this video, and I had the concern that like any time I spend a bunch of time making a video, that in a sense that it's going to be like this flash in the pan of like. I wasn't convincing anybody to do anything. You know, it wasn't like in, in two years, like nobody's going to watch this video. 
it's kind of like in the moment, like mm. you're already going to update and you may not even know it. So it's mostly just like if somebody's considering to buy the machine or a, a, a new computer, I think it might mm. be useful. But absolutely, really, I think it's I was just trying to highlight that we finally hit this momentous point of you and I, right? Uh, our type of use of being heavy Mac users and using this software for our business that was running on a translation type layer of Rosetta 2 that was significantly bloating performance or not even performance. It's degrading the performance because the machine is so much more capable. And so what's, what was great to know finally is that it was amazingly capable and like aside from some really fast new Intel chips, it basically like my $1,900 Mac studio was like all, but those top machines were, you know, faster than it in the little benchmark test I did. So I've I've also noticed a decent amount of just like multitasking capability. That's faster, like going between workspaces or like closing a sketch, opening a sketch. Cool. It seems to actually use the capabilities of, that kind of stuff. I didn't notice a ton with rendering, but they do claim it's supposed to be faster local rendering too. I haven't done much of that. Sweet. Yeah, nice. I'm looking forward to jumping in and not trying to deliberately crash it with sketches. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Happy that they got there because for a while it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. That's awesome. Yeah, right. Insider knowledge. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. What makes you happiest in the show? It's been an interesting question. I mean, I've kind of always known that, I suppose, but you kind of you kind of bury those thoughts when you have to do all, you know, other things that don't make you happy, right? But all in some of these like interview conversations, the people being interviewed are smart too. You know, talk to me about like what what would i be doing to alleviate taking away the things that aren't something i technically need to be doing right like administrative things which is not what your question was but it's just interesting to then think about okay what do i put that time towards right and it's pretty obvious like product design is always the thing i'm interested like it i it's hard for me to imagine now having half of my day because that was one of the questions somebody asked was like how much how much time would you be looking to get back of things you're not doing each day and great question it seems like a lot to think about half of your day coming back to you and i don't know that i could be that productive on just product at this point but like that's that's a good hope maybe it's marketing um mm-hmm. but you know i do really enjoy like being able to not be disturbed let's say and work through design problems, maybe 3D print something or prototype it on another machine and then come back and make changes or, um, yeah, that's the stuff that still makes me the happiest that I like that process, like making your own thing and making yeah. a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I'm, that's pretty much, you just pretty much said it. Like I would sums up how I feel as well. It's that sort of, flow state of making something and bouncing between processes and right kind of yeah it's a creative space i suppose 
creative problem solving using different tools effectively hopefully effectively right yeah that was a good period That's of time great. working on the knack wall to like and letting ourselves just totally sink into it right like i think there was so many improvements like i just i had a friend visit the other day who i shared a little shot uh, a studio space with when i first quit my day job and he was doing some mm -hmm. kind of like freelance video photo stuff and we haven't seen each other in like six years it's been a long time and he had never seen my shop so he like walks in and he's just like man this is crazy like we were like sharing like the dinkiest little weird space and i didn't know what i was doing he didn't know what he was doing and you know it makes you appreciate things in a different way when somebody else is like awed by what you've i guess you have every oh, day yeah. and i always have the moments on the weekend when i come in and like do something for myself i'm like god this is so sweet to just be able to like have these tools that yeah. like i would dream about you know mm -hmm. it's a good perspective yeah i always really appreciate that outside perspective when we give a shop tour or have someone through mm -hmm. it's a very useful reminder about <laughs> what we've built and what we have access to on a daily basis right um yeah yeah and that was that was one of the conversations i had with pi yesterday actually was around making space for that and because because you're chatting with an ai bot that wants to keep you know wants to keep talking it's not like a distracted human who's like oh yeah sure that sucks but you know i've got my own problems because <laughs> you have these sort of slightly sort of introspective like circular conversations right it's kind of interesting that Pi sort of kept gambling back to like, cool, but what are you doing about the fact that you're not getting that time? Like, how, what are you going to change to make sure you do get that time? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you're right. I need right. to make some change. It made me think as you were saying that, I bet there's an AI therapy thing, right? Like a therapist. There, oh, there is. There's, already. Th there's a bunch, right? It needs to be. Yeah, which is I'm just sure wild is. to think about that. I mean, in my therapy ex examples, all it is is basically somebody listening and saying, "How do you feel about that? And what would you change?" Or like, and so it's got to be pretty easy to make these AI t bots, right? It's just like keep them talking and ask a lot of questions. <laughs> well, I reckon, like, I I reckon that's how I've used Pi a couple of times now. Basically, it's just trying to have those conversations with it where I need to process something. And it's been, yeah, frustrating at times because of it's, it's a bit clunky, but it's also just useful for me to have that conversation. Right. Exactly. And work through something. Yeah. Absolutely. Funny. Yes. Here we are in the future. Talking about AI therapy on our therapy podcast. <laughs> Working on anything fun? No. I'm going to say no. There's a couple of fun things coming through the shop. John's been finalizing the kit of drawers with his new last little panel detail that slots in. That's been really good to see happen. Yeah. Um, but no, I've 
been in, I'm not going to say damage control mode, but like just sort of pretty ultra focused on right. the business and which isn't, you know, isn't much fun just being in that mode. Right. Um, but I did get clearance yesterday from the surgeon to start putting some weight on my foot. Right. So that's exciting. I saw that. So suddenly I have a little bit more mobility and hopefully that'll mean the ability to actually get myself out of out of the house. I can't, yeah. When I want right. to get out of the house. I can't help your mindset, I'm sure, to be stuck stem. there. No, and I have been in the shop a bit, but it sort of, you know, it relies on someone else driving me around and it feels like either a burden or just inconvenient for everybody. So, um, yeah, I think that'll that'll be a shift for me is just getting back into the shop under my own steam in right. my own time again and get right. some tinker time going. Um, <laughs> it's tinker time. <laughs> hit it. Because um, I've got a, yeah, I've got a long list of things I want to tinker on. I just need to get in there and do it. So, right. Yeah, really looking forward to that. That's good. good. Glad to hear you're progressing. Did yeah. it has it has it feel to put weight on it? Weird, really weird. Yeah. Like, does it make you nervous? Like, kind of wrong. Yeah. 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 I've never broken anything, so don't know what that's like. Wow. <laughs> Not. Not daring enough, apparently. <laughs> yeah. What's Ricky doing out there today? I hear the tape machine being cha-chunk, cha-chunk. Do you have like those? It like makes a kind oh, of like a cash you. register noise, which is also a good noise. It's like... Yeah. We've had a pretty good string of... Orders, that's been, I, I don't know, I don't mean to say this. I know it's been, I guess, tough. I, I don't mean this in any way brag, bragging, but it's just like, it's been weird that we've had a, a consistent <laughs> amount of orders, both number and revenue for a few months, which is part of the reason why we're hiring is it's like, all right, Fantastic. things have stabilized for the first time in this business. Like... It, since 2017, wow. it's never felt like there's anything to plan on, and our product sales have stayed very similar for months now, and I never really think it's going to happen awesome. mid-month. It doesn't seem like it, and then it gets down to it, and it's like, all right, that was basically the same as last month. All right, cool. Like, And so now I'm just trying to figure out what can we do to expand that? Is it products? Is it more types of sales methods that... I'm not doing well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been interesting. He's been packing orders and we have had a decent, like a weird rash of like a bunch of decent sized job shop jobs all at once. It's just been good for some reason. I, I have no reasoning to it. Like, mm, fantastic. the sales gods have been nice. <laughs> Uh, you're doing the right things too. Yeah, I, I hope reckon. hope that's the case. But there's definitely like all these rumors of the housing market's about to collapse and yeah, right. all these other things with tax. Like 
auto vendor or people that sell cars, right? Dealers are doing these crazy like offsetting tax rates on loans, which I think is fair and a normal and, a, and an interesting business practice for them. But like the interest rates are high. So they're just saying like, no, we'll give it to you for 1%. And it's like, mm, yeah, that doesn't sure. seem great. You know, I, it's just an offset of their costs, but it feels like a lot of weird stuff's happening. Makes me concerned. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it feels like there's a lot of a lot of things at play, and it could all go different directions right. quickly. But yeah, right. It's a dynamic environment. Oh. Right. But that's awesome that you've hit a steady steady spot. That's really good to hear. Right. Uh, it's reassuring. If if anything else, it's like cool. Right. right. Yeah, I don't feel like I trust it because nothing's been you know trustworthy in mm. in that regard, but. Also, I've never been a part of a business that's like everything's just reliable all the time. So I don't know what to expect, you know, like um, anyway, it's yeah, good. No complaints um, to be had. So that's that's nice. Awesome. Very cool. Maybe, maybe we hit. Well, I think my children are wake, waking up over there. Right. Coffee right. and spluttering. We've all got the same cold this week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. No. All good. I might go and attend to them. Yep. Sounds good. Good to see you. There's the dog. Good to see you too. I didn't know you, I didn't know you had a dog. Why did I not know that? <laughs> I don't. It's Laura's mum lives next door like through the, uh, through the hole in the wall makes more she sense has a dog. it's like all the dog talk we've had and you've never yeah. said i have a dog feel feel cheated <laughs> have a proxy dog yeah <laughs> i don't have a dog that's the weird part <laughs> see ya <laughs> see ya Woof. <laughs> okay all right have a good week man cool man good to see you you too take care bye, bye. How do we hang up on this thing? We don't.